Hello, creative strategists. Thank you so much for joining me again today. This is Star Jerry's bringing you another episode, and holy moly, do I have a good one for you today. One of my oldest friends, Elise Crabtree, is coming on the show. She is a powerhouse in the natural beauty world, and I've been following her journey for years, like so many of you do with your high school friends. I'm liking her images on social media and DMing her to say, Jeez Louise, lady, you're on fire. She's on the show today, and she's telling all. I want to give you a little bit more information about Elise. She's a self-proclaimed devoted dog mom, cookie connoisseur, and unabashed wanderluster. Elise Crabtree founded luxury organic skincare brand Wabi Sabi Botanicals in 2015 on Etsy. Wabi Sabi Botanicals was quickly picked up by big-name retailers like Urban Outfitters and featured by publications like Birdie Beauty within months of launching. Almost four years later, Elise has grown the brand to include fans, customers, distributors, and retailers all over the globe, from California to Paris to Hong Kong. Wabi Sabi Botanicals has evolved into a social enterprise that seeks to empower and inspire women's self-love through conscious sourcing, beautiful skincare rituals, and direct social impact. This past year in 2018, Elise used her business experience and expertise to launch a four-month mentorship for conscious, creative female entrepreneurs. Along with running Wabi Sabi Botanicals, Elise is now a business mentor and a teacher of sacred self-love and soulful strategy to creative women who dream of starting their own conscious, creative business and living a life that is truly led by love. Do you see why I love this girl? You're listening to The Creative Strategist. I'm your host, marketing and sales expert, Star Jerry's, and I'm here to help you use storytelling, design, and entrepreneurial thinking to develop your brand's voice, boost sales, and stay relevant in an ever-changing marketplace. Join in on my conversations with seasoned professionals and take away best practices to help you forge ahead in your career. Again, I'm Star Jerry's, the creative strategist. Let's get started. Okay, well, shall we get into it? Uh, yes, let's do yes. it. Yes. Okay, let's do this. Well, the first question I have for you, I know your story, and I think it's just incredible. And watching this brand go from just seeing your photos on Instagram, which are always gorgeous, by the way, and watching it grow into what it is today has been amazing. But can you share who is Elise Crabtree and how did you get where you are today? Yes. Um, you know, I ask myself that same question all the time. <laughs> um, but, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur from the time that I was very small. Um, I remember my first sort of entrepreneurial idea or like creative idea was to create a magazine called Star Search. And it was like a celebrity gossip magazine, essentially. Um, And then I started like a clothing line, right? And like, I just had all of these ideas when I was like eight years old and 10 years old and 12 years old. 
to create something of my own, um, you know, in particular, something creative that would allow me to express myself. And, um, and that is really where it started. And then, you know, I, I grew up a little bit and went to high school and went to college. And along the way, I just sort of like lost touch with that part of myself. And I forgot, like I, I literally forgot for years that I had ever wanted to do those things. Like it, mm. it was a dream that sort of got pushed down and pushed away. And so I forgot that there was that, that piece of me. And, um, I actually, you know, ended up getting sober in 2000, uh, 14. And it was around that time that I really started, um, getting back in touch with who Elise is and was. And, um, and it was a year later after getting sober that started Wabi Sabi Botanicals. Um, and it just came to me in a sort of very serendipitous and inspired way. And, um, and then here I am like four years later, um, and I like natural skincare for a living, um, and, and do other things as well. But like, if you had asked me, you know, five years ago or four years ago, if this is what I would be doing, like, I would have been like, you, you are crazy. Like, that's so random. Especially <laughs> like, like, like I have always struggled with acne. Like I have never considered myself an expert on skin by any means. Like I've always really struggled with it. And, um, and so it's really just this amazing, like, you know, I, I re I reconnected with that part of me that always wanted to create something beautiful of my own to express myself creatively, which is what I get to do now through Wabi Sabi and, um, and also to serve and to impact people in a positive way, which I always thought had to be this really direct, like yeah. way. I always like, I always wanted to be a therapist or a psychologist because I thought that was like the only way to help heal, um, and, and impact people. Um, but I've realized that like, like we can heal and we can impact through so many other means and like, what's more healing than like art. Right. And so like, I see like, right. Creative business is like a way of like bringing our art into the world and whatever that is, right. Whether it's like organic skincare or music or, um, um, whatever it might be, but, um, so yeah, it's been quite the journey of just really getting back in touch with like inner child Elise and what she dreamt of doing. Um, and just, and just really, um, fusing that with like adult Elise and like who she is now and like the journey that she's been on. And, um, it's been pretty magical. So that's amazing. I remember when we went to lunch and I hadn't seen you for years mm-hmm. and going to lunch with you and kind of asking you these questions and just catching up and talking about our stories. I think those years, especially college is when we were apart, right? So those years are very confusing and there's kind of these moments where you're like, who in the world is this person? You you look back and you think – you you said it so perfectly. You said there was a gap between who you were and who you wanted to be and you were actively working to close that gap – Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah. Unbelievable. That has stuck with me since that lunch. And I, I say that to people all the time. And I talk about you saying that to me and how 
powerful that was. You speak to your inner child and as adults, we get further and further away from that fearlessness. And mm-hmm. I think that's why your story is so amazing because you really came full circle and kind of came home to that child where you are fearless and you get to bring that to people. Like you you taught me to put oil on my face and I've always had acne and I thought, okay, I'll try it. Yeah, yeah. I'll try it. But I mean, I feel so much better and my face just yeah. feels relaxed. So mm-hmm. you're right. And and that's such a pain point for people. So you you really are bringing so much joy and so much healing to so many people. Oh, I love it. Well, Thank I'll you. ask you, you. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, and congratulations on your sobriety. I don't want to not say that. That's huge. Yeah, it's been it's definitely been like a vital part of the journey and and getting to close that gap like you mentioned like um you know, has getting sober was like a huge part of, of beginning that, that process of closing the gap. So yeah. Oh, you're so inspiring. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about Wabi Sabi Botanicals and why you chose natural beauty? I think you touched on it with the healing, but mm-hmm. maybe expand. Yeah. Um. So Wabi Sabi Botanicals is a line of uh, luxury organic skincare and Um, you know, it's really funny because it happened, like, as I said, it just happened so randomly. And, um, you know, I was literally just like laying in bed one day and was like browsing Pinterest. And I came across a pin for like this do it yourself face mask. Um, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with like bentonite clay or like the Aztec healing clay, but like, yeah, for like $8 on Amazon or something. And and I like saw this do-it-yourself face mask on Pinterest and, you know, for whatever reason, like I, my curiosity was like super peaked. Like I just had never like even thought or considered like do-it-yourself skincare anything um, because the only skincare that I used was like super like harsh, abrasive, like acne treatments. <laughs> right. So the thought of like making something at home that was like nourishing and like loving and from the earth, like natural was like super, just a foreign, like foreign concept to me. So, um, so it really piqued my curiosity and I ended up ordering that clay and, um, and like made my first do it yourself face mask. And I just sort of like noticed that it felt totally different than the products I was using. Like it just felt like a different experience. And, Um, and I loved it. Like it, it was, um, uh, you know, it's ironic because the word skincare implies that we're like caring for our skin. Right. And like so many Mm -hmm. products that I was using were like these like super harsh, like acne treatments and like products that were just drying me out. And like, you know, my, my acne wasn't getting any better. And, um, and so using this product that was so simple and that like I had created at home, um, actually felt like I like was caring for my skin in some way. And, um, so that's where it started. And then I just became super curious to learn more and to really dive in to the world of natural skincare and using plants to, uh, heal and benefit the skin. And I just got super deep into it. Um, I'm kind of like an all or nothing person. So when I get really interested into something and like set on an idea or set on like, 
I don't know, something that I want to learn more about, I just go like deep into the rabbit hole of learning about it. Yeah. So that is what I did. And, you know, I just felt like called to, you know, after having like ordered a bunch of like herbs and flowers and clays and and playing with them for a little bit and researching all these ingredients and nerding out hardcore, um, (laughs) I just felt inspired like uh, to start a line and like start an Etsy shop. And that's where it started. And um, I remember like the call, like calling my best friend Aisha and like telling her like, this is my idea. Like, what do you think? And she was like, yeah, she was like totally into it. Um, and just like starting it on Etsy for my little studio apartment. And, um, you know, it's, it's grown and now it's, you know, an international, um, beauty brand. And, um, it's just crazy because it literally started with like a pin on Pinterest and like just feeling curious about something and following that curiosity. Like that's where it starts. Like it didn't start with like some crazy passion. Like I was not passionate about skincare by any means. Like I actually like was not friends with my skin, but I just felt curious about something and I followed that curiosity and it led me to where I am today. I think that's so great. And you you knew because you had gone through that experience. And I remember being with you when we were 13. I think you were there for my surprise birthday party and just mm-hmm. my skin being broken out just all the time, so mm-hmm. bad. And uh, And at the time, we were trying everything. I mean, I would just swap through skincare products every yeah. six weeks because nothing was working. And my clothes were dyed different colors because of the products. Oh my and, gosh, yes. Yeah. And my skin was like peeling and red and just, oh my goodness, just inflamed. And um, and for, for you to go through the same thing, I don't think people know how painful not having control of your skin is because it's the first thing people see. And I remember walking into my surprise birthday party and I didn't have makeup on and I just was mortified because there were cameras all in my face and you're a teenager mm-hmm. and um that fear doesn't go away yeah it, you grow it's, up yeah it's it's absolutely like it's a painful experience and you know it is painful physically but it's like that emotional and like mental um pain that it sort of inflicts because you're right it's the first thing people see and like you know I'm sure you experienced this as well but like when my skin was bad like people would just like with the, with the best intentions, right? Like these were people who just like cared about me and had the best intentions of wanting to help me, but they would just like always be offering like their product suggestions and like, right. Sort of un, un, unasked for like not. (laughs) Um, and it just like, it makes you feel even worse, you know? Right. Like I, I know I see it on my acne. Yeah. It's like, okay, thank you. I know you see it. Thank you. I see it. Like, I see it too. I stand in the mirror and stare at it and try to fix it. But, um, Mm -hmm. but your products are so interesting because I think they come, your brand is very clear and it comes from a very specific place of, Mm -hmm. I can't control my skin. It's fear inducing. And I'm going to get you from the point of being afraid and feeling out of control to feeling love and, like you said, being friends with your skin, feeling self-confident, empowered, in control, 
and balanced in a very natural way. And I love that about your brand. Just every part of your messaging, including your graphics, your photography, who you feature in your photography, everything is so clear. And you should be really proud of that. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's funny because when I created the products and the product line, which the products today are not the same products that I started with, but um, you know, I've never created the products from a place of like, okay, I'm going to make, this is an acne skincare line. Like this is for like acne. Um, this is for healing acne. Like I've never created the products from that place. It's always just been like, I am creating like loving, nourishing, like gentle, but effective products that can be used on acne prone skin and can be used on sensitive skin. But it's not about like skin type. It's not about like, oh, let's get rid of your acne. It's about like, let's start just like becoming friends with our skin and just like loving ourselves right where we're at and then going from there. Perfect. I'm reading this book called The Story Brand right now. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've ever heard of it, but it's Mm -hmm. all about just carrying a consistent story through your, um, through your product and through your brand. And I thought of you the whole time I was reading it just, and you did it intuitively. Yeah. It, you know what? It, it's just perfect. It's like a very intuitive process. And, um, actually now with the women I work with, um, because now I actually mentor female entrepreneurs who, um, you know, want to create their own conscious and creative, uh, brands and businesses. Um, but what I always tell them is like, uh, you know, this is like, it's like infusing magic into your business and into this process. Like it's not this analytical, like left brain process. Like it's very much this like right brain, like soulful, um, process of just like following your curiosity, right? Like I mentioned, expressing Mm -hmm. creativity and then answering the call, right. And just like showing up for it. Um, and so it's just this very like intuitive process that doesn't have to be like, uh, over analytical or like complicated or like, um, complex. It's just this like natural thing of like creating from your spirit. Yes. Uh, that's, that's amazing. And that's a perfect segue. Cause I wanted to ask you about be led by love. So can you tell us a little bit about be led by love? I think the name really says it all. It's the perfect name for that. And also the inception of not only that, but your mentorship. Yeah. Um, so Be Led by Love is uh, a four-month one-on-one business mentorship um, for women. And, you know, I kind of, it didn't start as like a business mentorship. I wasn't really sure what it was going to be. Just like I mentioned, like it was just this intuitive process of, I felt called last year um, in January of 2018 to just start like sharing my experience more, uh, with business. Yes. And also just with my personal journey of, um, of learning to love myself, of getting sober, of just like learning to live in alignment, right. And close that gap between who (laughs) and who I wanted to be. And like, so I just felt called to share that journey. And I realized that what it really came down to like very simply was, like learning to befriend my fear because I was so fear-based, right? Like everything I did up to getting sober was 
like fear-based. It was like out of fear of what others thought of me, of like failing, of disappointing someone, myself or my family, or um, of, you know, looking like a fool or of not being enough or whatever it might be. And so everything I was doing up to that point was just like so fear-based. And so what I've really kind of realized is that like, you know, when you sort of distill the essence of like the journey is it has been learning to befriend that fear and be led by love, right? To like coexist with the fear and be loved, mm-hmm. led, be led by love anyway. Um, and so that is where that sort of came from. Um, and I just felt called to start sharing my journey. So I created like a website called beledbylove.com. And I just started like sharing blog posts um, that were really just sort of random snippets of like how I am led by love uh, today in my life across all areas of my life and sharing that sort of information and value with people. Um, And then uh, I was working with a business mentor myself um, and I just sort of like came to this realization like um, that I wanted to share my experience Uh, with, you know, starting and growing a business and share that sort of expertise that comes with, you know, years of doing that um, and, and help other women do the same because, you know, self-love is like, right. It's like being led by love starts with ourselves, but like such a crucial part of my like journey to self-love was like starting Wabi Sabi, right. Like business really sort of starting our own businesses, like really forces us to like go on this journey of like, you know, it's like being in, in a relationship with somebody, like it brings up all kinds of insecurities and fears and doubts and like really face forces us to face um, those things. And so um, I just wanted to like really share my experience and, 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 and wisdom with other women who, you know, were feeling called to start, make something beautiful of their own, you know. That's great. I'll say two things in response to that. Uh, One, I absolutely love that you keep saying I felt called and then you keep saying to share. And it's just such a testament to who you've become. And you also said this to me at the lunch that we had not too long ago. You said that I used to feel like you just were turned inward and really kind of balled up in that fear Mm -hmm. inside yourself and now you've really turned outward. And how can I push out this love and serve? You keep repeating that word too. And it's just perfect for having a business that is fruitful to both your spirit and the spirit of the people that you're serving. And that's what everyone wants to bring to the table, right? We all want to profit, but I think some of us want to profit so badly that we lose a bit of the why, which is to put goodness and, and strength out into the world. And, and some things come of that, that, that maybe don't lead us to the most strength filled and and fruitful Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. But if, if people are conscious about that, which is what you're doing in your mentorship, treating people about conscious entrepreneurship, if people are really conscious when they put out something, then if you put out goodness, you're gonna, you're going to get that back. It things will spin and cycle, and you want it to be good, right? 
that circle. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that spiritual piece is like so incredibly vital to business today because I think as like a society and as a humanity, like we truly are sort of moving into this new consciousness and like awakening. And so, so, so having like a soulful business, right. Which is what I teach is like soulful business is, is like the business of, of today and tomorrow, right? Like we no longer um, can sort of create these like heartless, soulless uh, enterprises and expect them to like flourish and thrive, right? Like we have to go into it um, with our hearts and with our spirits and with our authentic selves, right? Like we, right? Like the generations of today can spot like deception and inauthenticity a mile away, right? And so it's like really just about like that spiritual piece is so, so important to business today. Um, And so, so important to our own development, right? And to our own, um, you know, like the more that I have evolved spiritually, emotionally, um, the more Wabi Sabi has evolved, right? And so it's, it's the two go hand in hand. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And the second thing, would be what you said about befriending your fear. And it almost brought tears to my eyes actually listening to you talk about your relationship with your fear because for probably three years before I decided to start this podcast, I was going through a really, really dark time where I wasn't sure that I wanted to put myself out there, my name out there. Even when I had my Instagram and it was growing, I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I just had so much fear and so much negativity, like I said, cycling in my mind. It's hard to break that cycle. So you want that cycle to be good. (laughs) But I just had so much of it just going on loop. And I finally had to shut that off and say, okay, I cannot deal with this anymore. I have to be me. And whatever people say or whatever people think, I have to know that I'm trying to do the best I can. And if I'm afraid of something, then I need to just, you're right, link up with it arm in arm and say, okay, we're, if fear is going to follow me, then we better run this race together. And I need to learn how to control this thing because I can't let fear control me. I need to be able to stand up to it and figure out where it's coming from and move forward and be strong. So, yeah. That, Did I understand you correctly? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, all of the women that I work with have this thing in common that is basically what you're saying is, is like this voice of fear, right. That, that we have within that sort of, that tells us essentially that we're not good enough or that people are not going to like us or that what we put out there is not going to be valuable or worthy. And, you know, working through that and learning how to befriend those feelings and befriend that piece of ourselves, essentially that just feels unworthy and not good enough, um, allows us to move forward and, and, and be courageous and like be led by love, even when we are afraid, even when that fear is there, you know, I always say that like, it's not about being fearless. It's about loving more and fearing less. And, you know, I do not consider myself to be fearless by any means. I have fear all the time. Um, even getting on like a podcast is still is still like an uncomfortable um, thing for me, right? Putting myself out there is like still uncomfortable, and it still brings up fear. 
And yet, like, it's just about learning how to love more and like be led by love through that fear and show up anyway. And as we do that, things become less scary and and new scary things pop up, right? Every new level of success requires Mm -hmm. like a braver version of me, right? So uh, what I keep finding, though, is that when I confront those fears, like when I put out the podcast, I didn't die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still here. Nothing bad has happened. And I get through the next day and the next day. And you're right. You, It's kind of like watching those moms hold their babies, right? You hold a newborn or I hold a newborn. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I hold a newborn for more than 20 minutes and I'm like, my arms are exhausted. But right. Right. <laughs> I see these moms and Uh, they grow stronger as the child grows. So you see this mom holding a two-year-old eventually for so long. And I can't even, I probably can't even pick up a (laughs) two-year-old if I'm being realistic. But that person who's been carrying that child or carrying that through their life, I mean, they grow stronger as um, as, as the weight gets gets heavier. It's just it's just kind of fun to watch how much stronger you can get with each step and each yes. step forward. Yes. We really get to like tap into our potential and really see what we're capable of when we're not when we don't allow ourselves to be held back by fear. Yes. Speaking of, you have built this business to a place where it's your sole source of income. So you have you're really living the dream. I mean, you're thriving and you really run your own show. The fear component did, we talked about internal fear, but let's talk about external fear. So did other people have kind of a hard time with this? I know you said you called your friend Aisha, but did you, did you uh, encounter any kind of opposition from people who had a hard time pushing the I believe button? And how did you overcome that? Um, you know, to be totally honest, I did not encounter that at all. Um, you know, when I started Wabi Sabi Botanicals, I didn't like quit my job and say, I'm going, I'm going to do this guys. Like I have no money. I have no savings. I'm going to do this. It was really like, you know, I, I'm very practical. (laughs) Um, not that that can't work, but I'm like a practical person, right? So when I had this idea for a business, I was like, I'm going to start this. It's a little side gig. Um, I have big dreams for it. Um, And at the same time, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, So I'm right. I was literally just letting my my spirit really take the lead on this one. Um, But I also had my job and my full-time income at my job. And and so, you know, I, I told my family what I was doing. Um, I told, uh, my partner, Max, who we're still together today. I told uh, my best friend, Aisha, and like, everybody was so supportive and loving and like, um, you know, I've been really lucky in that sense. And I think maybe it would have been a little different if I had been like, all right, guys, I'm quitting my job and I'm making skincare. They would have been like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, but it was really more just like, look, I have this idea Um, and I'm just going to go for it, you know? Um, and they were super stoked on it. Like they were, everyone was so supportive. My partner, Max is just like incredibly the most supportive, like a partner could possibly be. Um, 
And then my family and everyone was just super supportive. I mean, they were, they were like my first and only customers in the beginning. So, uh, (laughs) so that was just something I was really grateful to have. That's great. And it's, it's nice to hear people talk about the side hustle. I think we see a lot of these big moguls and the messaging we kind of get is that the side hustle is good but you can't reach your full potential unless you quit your job and you just go full force. And for some of us, myself included, that's just not realistic mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so it's nice to hear you say that. How This is kind of a tangent, but how did you split up your time then when you were working? Did, you, did it feel like almost a second job or did you kind of graduate up? Um, you know – so I worked uh, either full-time or part-time um, in my, you know, regular old job, nine-to-five sort of situation for two years while growing Wabi Sabi. And so wow. I was not in a rush to become financially dependent on Wabi Sabi. I was really, really enjoying what I was doing with Wabi Sabi, and I was loving it. Like, it did not feel like work to me. I did it pretty much uh, every moment that I wasn't working at my job because I was just having so much fun with it. Like I said, it was a a means for me to express my creativity and it was totally heart led, right? Like there was nothing hard or about it. Like it was enjoyable. It was fun. I was just having so much fun creating products and, and conceptualizing the brand. And so it was a lot of fun. And, um, and I didn't want to like, steal the fun out of it by becoming financially dependent on it right off the bat. Um, Good. You know, I just wanted to enjoy what I was doing um, and have a regular source of income so that like financial stress or strain um, didn't like suck the fun out of this like new venture. Right. Um, Because I was really just enjoying it. Um, And yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. No, that was perfect. Um, So all the time that you were spending away from your job, this was like your fun time and what you got to do with your free time. It really felt like that. That's awesome. Totally. It did not feel like, oh, like some heavy, uh, burdensome, like, oh, I have to work when I get home too. Like, no, it was like, I'm super stoked to get home and work on this passion project. Um, which was really just a curiosity project at the time, right? Curiosity is often where passion starts. Um, so I was just super excited to work on it. And I had, you know, so much support and love around me with my partner, Max. Um, and he was just really, you know, stoked on it too. And um, so it was just a lot of fun. Like I just, I really enjoyed doing that in my free time. It, it sort of, you know, became my like hobby, but a hobby that makes money. So um well, that's the way we should all do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's supposed to be fun. That's the thing. Like soulful business is fun. It should not feel heavy and burdensome and um, and out of alignment, right? Because when we're in alignment, things flow. Like that is where we get into flow and things feel good and things feel relatively easy, right? Like there's still challenges and obstacles, but right. feel like light, right? And not heavy, Um, And that really is like the goal. Like I did not get into entrepreneurship or starting my own business to feel like 
the same way that I felt working for somebody else, you know, like, which felt like burdensome and heavy and like not in alignment with what I wanted to be doing. Um, right. That's how entrepreneurship feels. Um, right. Then maybe you're not in the right business, right. Maybe it, maybe you haven't found your soulful business yet and that's okay. Right. Um, but it, it, it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be heavy and burdensome. It can be um, a fun and enjoyable and joyful process, process and, and journey. That's great. I'm sure someone out there is asking themselves some serious questions right now. I mean, I hope, I hope that that creates some sort of thought if anyone is feeling that way. That's great. So what's next for Wabi Sabi Botanicals? You guys are doing so many cool things. I see your sourcing post and, oh my mm. gosh, just some incredible things happening. But what's next for Wabi Sabi and Be Led by Love? Um, so with Wabi Sabi, um, right now I am really enjoying um, – you know, I got the coolest like little message the other day through Instagram from a customer who has actually found Wabi Sabi through one of our retailers – but she messaged me and she said, you know, what's so cool about you guys is that it has a small business feel, but you offer these like beautiful and luxurious and high-end products. And I was like, yes, that is exactly what I'm going for. Like I have really focused um, the past, I would say like six months um, to now, I've just really been focusing on showing up more personally in my business. Um, so I started a YouTube channel, um, and have just been really showing my face and sharing more of myself, um, to my Wabi Sabi Botanicals audience. Um, and I found that, right, that is such a crucial part of soulful business is like the relationships is building that relationship, um, with your audience and with your customers, um, um letting them know like who the person, who the heart is behind the dream, um, and so that has really been my focus this year. And so growing uh, with that and really continuing to connect with my audience and grow those relationships um, is really an important part of my growth plan. Um, and then we are actually expanding uh, into new retailers. Uh, Wabi Sabi is coming to Australia this year, which I'm really excited about. Wow. Yeah. So definitely. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny when I started Wabi Sabi and I was really just dreaming big about what my vision was for uh, this new venture of mine. Um, one of my like big dreams was like to have it be an international brand, like to have people around the world be using my product. And so it's so crazy now to like have, you know, Wabi Sabi in uh, Paris and in Hong Kong and in you know, countries, Russia, right? Literally around the world. And, um, and now having a new retailer in Australia, which will make the products available there, um, is really exciting and just continuing to organically grow, uh, Wabi Sabi Botanicals. It has truly been this organic process. I have, I don't want to say I haven't spent a cent on marketing, but I've spent very, very little on marketing, um, like very little. Um, it's just been this organic process of connecting and continuously showing up. Um, and so that is the plan moving forward is to keep doing that, to keep letting this organically happen, to keep showing up in new and more courageous ways myself. 
um, and to like share Wabi Sabi with more uh, people, right? Um, and then with Be Led by Love, um, I really feel called to, so I have the four-month mentorship, which is an ongoing um, an ongoing offering that I offer. Um, and there's an application process involved um, because it really, I really want it to be an aligned fit for both, both people involved. Um, but I really feel called to do a women's retreat uh, in Bali. So I am, and it, it's a women's retreat for uh, specifically for female entrepreneurs who are really wanting to tap into uh, the magic right? Tap into and infuse magic into their business, whether it's a brand new venture or whether it's just a seed of an idea at this point, or whether it's an established business, it really doesn't matter. But uh, my vision for that experience is to really teach uh, other female entrepreneurs um, the sort of art and the alchemy of like creating a soulful business that is successful and profitable. Um, but has soul, right? Um, so that is sort of what's next. Um, and that's what's in the works um, for that. So that's so great. And to hear you say that you've spent very little on marketing, I'll say when I check out your products, I don't think I've ever seen anything less than a five star review. Mm-hmm. And people are just attached to what you bring forward to you to your messaging, to the positivity. And I'll say, just because you're not spending anything on marketing doesn't mean that you haven't created something beautiful. I think you're very savvy and you're very creative. Um, I know not everyone is that way, but the things that you're putting out there are truly stunning. I mean, it looks like you have someone else doing it for you. I mean, from the outside looking in, but, um, you know what the marketing piece, um, we've never done, uh, paid ads. We've never done, um, big campaigns or anything of that sort. We do all of our own uh, social media and we, you know, I write the emails and, you know, now I'm doing the YouTube videos, which is literally me just at home recording these videos, editing them and posting them for our audience. Um, it's really a personal human to human, right? Person to person, heart to heart, um, business. And so, uh, keeping that a part of it is really important to me and letting people know that like, you know, there, this is, this is a soulful operation here. Like it's not, it's not about like creating a perfect feed or, perfect anything, right? It's just a, a, a heartful uh, brand to be involved with. Yeah. It's me, the owner, touching you, the yeah. customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's great. You've said so many amazing things and giving, given us so much great advice. I feel like I'm walking away from this just kind of mind blown. But if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners or something that you want us to walk away really grabbing onto, what would it be? Um, I would say to be gentle with yourself. And to show up consistently. You know, it's not about like 
being perfect or, or yeah, it's not about being perfect. It's about showing up consistently and doing your best and being gentle with yourself along the way as you make mistakes and as you stumble. Um, and you know, my sort of framework that I share with my clients is, um, to follow your curiosity, whatever that may be, even if it feels and seems really random, like natural skincare for me, Um, (laughs) follow your curiosity, express your creativity, right? Allow your creativity to move through you and to be expressed in the world, however it comes out. Um, and answer the call when you feel it, when your soul feels called to do something, no matter how crazy it sounds or how unconventional it is or how unrealistic others may think it is, or even you may think it is, answer the call. And that's Perfect. It. <laughs> that's it. Just everything you'll ever need to know. <laughs> that was, that was perfect. Every everything that you've talked about has been so love led, of course, and I think it just takes me back to thinking about what you said about how you try to just strong arm your skin. Uh, even going back to that example, just feeling that out of control kind of fear of something that's right on your face, making you feel not good enough and trying to strong arm it into control. Um, But what you said about just being gentle and even being gentle towards fear-inducing things and just realizing that it's okay. I'm just going to keep coming back every day, being gentle and being loving, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to coax every part of my life into being beautiful and as fruitful and as peaceful as possible. So good. Yeah. And ironically, through this whole process of like starting a skincare line and healing, right? Because I do not have that cystic uh, hormonal chronic acne that I once did. Um, And healing from that and, and being in this business of, of skincare, um, ironically, you know, the number one thing that has made such an impact on healing my skin has been healing my spirit and listening to my spirit and answering the call when it calls. Right. And, and that above anything else, above the products, above, um, some skincare routine, um, it has really been like that connection of like mind, body, and spirit, right? The connection of skin and spirit, um, healing that and getting to know Elise and getting to be gentle with her and take care of her has been by far the most healing for my skin. So, um, you know, it's kind of come full circle with like learning that it's actually not the skincare, right? It's not the products. It's really like, how is my spirit doing? How am I listening to it or not listening to it? Um, and, and that's really where health and wellness and beautiful skin starts. Oh, that's so great. You're so wise. 
Well, thank you so much. Uh, that's all the questions that I have, but I just want to tell you I'm so grateful for you. I'm so proud of you, and thank you for everything that you've given today to me and to the, everyone listening. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me to to be on your show. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm it's it's an honor to to be a part of something that you are creating, your your soul project. Um, and it's an honor to share my experience with other people. Oh, we love you, Elise. <laughs> I love you. Wow, that was amazing. I don't know about you, but I feel more zen. <laughs> just listening to Elise talk makes me feel uh, so good. And just to hear someone talk about their true interaction with their own fear and how they got through that and how they used love and positivity to overcome those barriers and really create something that's so unique is incredibly inspiring. Oh, thank you so much, Elise, for coming on the show. I'm at a loss of for words, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end this here. Thank you for listening to the Creative Strategist. Head over to starjerries.com backslash the creative strategist for notes on today's episode, information about upcoming events, or to nominate a guest for the show. Don't forget to leave a review and share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Thanks again for hitting play. See you next time, creative strategist.